Welcome to the Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much needed peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Dharma. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the invisible teachings in life and how they allow us to grow spiritually by making us walk the unbeaten path. The episode is inspired by a wonderful story called Publishing the Sutras, and it comes from the book 101 Zen Stories by Nyogen Senzaki. Here's how the story goes. Tetsugen, a devotee of Zen in Japan, decided to publish the sutras, which at that time were available only in Chinese. The books were to be printed with wood blocks in an edition of 7,000 copies, a tremendous undertaking. Tetsugen began traveling and collecting donations for this purpose. A few sympathizers would give him a hundred gold pieces, but most of the time he received only small coins. He thanked each donor with equal gratitude. After 10 years, Tetsugen had enough money to begin his task. It happened then at that time that the Uji River overflowed. Famine followed. Tetsugen took the funds he had collected for the books and spent them to save others from starvation. Then he began his work of collecting. Several years afterwards, an epidemic spread over the country. Tetsugen again gave away what he had collected to help his people. For a third time, he started his work, and after 20 years, his wish was fulfilled. The printing blocks which produced the first edition of sutras can be seen today in the Obaku Monastery in Kyoto. The Japanese tell their children that the Tetsugen made three sets of sutras and that the first two invisible sets surpass even the last. I think what is so wonderful about the story is how we begin with someone who has a plan, who is determined who has a plan of how to accomplish their goal, and they actually set out to do it. In the story, Tetsugen, the Zen monk, actually collects the money that they need to make the 7,000 copies of the Buddhist sutras to share the Dharma with other people in Japan. But the first and the second time, he found that life was actually giving him an invisible teaching, an invisible sutra of what to do with those funds instead. He found a greater cause in order to put his energy and his time to, and this didn't diminish the value of his original goal, but instead he was able to add to those goals with new ones, and as a result, enriched his life and enriched the meaning of the teachings for the people who knew him. I think it's very true, though, as well, that when we set out with a plan of how to become spiritual, how to develop spiritually, 
we're almost always interrupted by life, whether that be the birds cawing in the background, whether that be a neighbor who's always doing construction. There are always unexpected ways that life tests us and gives us a new way to look at the world. And some, of course, I think in the beginning, we find all these disturbances really difficult and annoying. I remember the first time that I started learning meditation with my grandmother. And this was in Sri Lanka. And in the evening, while it's cool, there are mosquitoes. And not just that, there are lots and lots of crows cawing outside. And I found all of this incredibly difficult to sit through. When I looked at my grandmother, I thought to myself, I don't know how anyone would want to meditate. It seems like such a painful and difficult practice. How was she enjoying sitting there with the mosquitoes biting, with the sound of the birds? I would almost want to do anything but sit here and meditate. But of course, it's those twinges of discomfort and knowing that you're doing something a bit outside of your comfort zone that sometimes just lead to a whole new perspective and a whole new life. After doing it long enough, eventually I started to understand that actually the crows cawing outside were not the only things disturbing me. It's also my perspective on them disturbing me. It's me recognizing that they are a disturbance that is disturbing me. And in such a way, sometimes without even knowing it, we push ourselves away from areas of growth because we all literally label those things as not good or not right or just not okay with us. And similarly, when you start to see that we can choose to label those disturbances as something else, as a lesson, as an opportunity for compassion, as an opportunity for growth, in one way, shape, or form, we actually start to see that this is a really good lesson in life. And even though I was young and naive, later on, when I think back to that memory, I kind of laugh to myself. Because truly, I've almost never been in a room of complete and utter silence, where nothing, not even the pitter-patter of feet or voices, or even the sound of rain and thunder has disturbed me. There are sounds everywhere in life. And if we never learn to understand that they are a part of the environment, and that we don't need to be disturbed by them, that you can actually still your mind enough that, they, that it isn't actually disturbed by them. If I never allowed myself to get to that point, I would still be here meditating and getting angry and disturbed by the sound of birds outside or of mosquitoes biting my skin. I think the most wonderful thing about the story and the experience of the invisible teachings of life is that it beckons us to a sense of peace and understanding a wisdom that we don't currently have. This might be really difficult to stomach at times, and I don't think it's something we have to do all the time. But sometimes it's true. It's the things that 
causes pain and that causes discomfort, it's those experiences that sometimes lead to the greatest insights. And also, it's at times the paths in life that we were so afraid to take, the decisions that we really wanted to avoid. Sometimes it's moving through those things with mindfulness and compassion for yourself and maybe some unexpected compassion for others that leads to the greatest growth. Personally, I find it difficult when spiritually and professionally and otherwise, there's this constant push to be out of your comfort zone. But I think there can be great growth in just gentle, gentle pushes to examine things that previously you didn't want to examine, the unbeaten paths in life, the lessons that life is trying to teach us. Particularly in Buddhism, sometimes it is the ills in our lives that gives us the lesson that we need the most. And this is not to mean that we deserve or that we should be grateful for these ills, but sometimes when experiencing these things, we gain perspective and we develop kindness for others who are also going through it. In a way, it is a reason to expand your kindness and your compassion to yourself and then to others who are experiencing the same thing. As a result, sometimes the best lessons in life are not the ones written on paper, are not the ones that we had set out to follow and to gain a certain level of growth from. It's the ones that are unexpected. It's the ones just like the, the famine and then the epidemic of the story that led to this great monk not only being able to one day publish his sutras, but actually practice the meaning of the sutras in life and have that legacy carry forward. In short, I hope that you're able to look at one tiny thing in your life that may be bothering you or an option that you hadn't considered before and think to yourself, is this a safe way for me to try something new and maybe experience a little discomfort, just like the sting of a mosquito or just the noise of like crows crying when you're meditating and maybe push a little bit in that direction and see, does it give you a new sense of perspective? Does it give you a new sense of experience? Does it give you a new set of wisdom and take you to a place that was unexpected? In these small, infinitesimal, and gentle pushes forward, we can actually make a giant leap. Because I can say that from the person who is really uncomfortable with those mosquito bites and the sounds of crows to the person who is not, there was a giant chasm. And if I never tried to look at my grandmother and think, okay, I'm going to try this out and see where this takes me. If I never tried to take that step, I've never be in the other side of that journey. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope the next week ahead of you is full of joy, safety, and happiness. Until next week.